I'm just trying to find the joy where it can be found. Okay, well. Because where else is the joy? Because it wasn't in my movie. I don't know about yours. Before we talk about that, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Also not joyous. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are. So last week, listener, on our first episode back, season two of Home for Hallmark, we covered the countdown to Christmas premiere of You, Me, and the Christmas Trees, starring the one and only Danica McKellar. I think that's her. <laughs> the one and it's only. It's close enough. It's close enough. And just hours later. A mere hours. Nay, same, not same, even a day. No, same day. Yes. She announced that she was leaving the Hallmark Network to go to a new network called GAC Media. So GAC <laughs> Family, GAC Life Living, I think, are the two channels that they've created. But anyway, the controversy there is that this new channel is supposed to be the alternative family-friendly network. Designed to escape the Sodom and Gomorrah that Hallmark has become. Unreasonable to me to believe that you could stoop to an even safer level. It's like they want people who are in medically induced comas. Yeah, and she's not- their, audience, their target audience. Um, and she's not the only one. There are a number of Hallmark regulars that are leaving Hallmark to go to this new network. The controversy is that the new CEO is the former CEO of Hallmark who quit after he handled a same-sex commercial that they ran last holiday season. Which should have just been a non, should have been a non-issue. But it was. But it was an issue. So GAC Family is now producing and putting out holiday movies. Finally, family friendly, family safe. Well, Molly, and you know, we are certainly the most family friendly Hallmark podcast. So it'll be interesting to see who else decides to leave. I mean, wink, I have a few wink, ideas. CCB. I have a few ideas. The I'm, queen I, of Hallmark. I'm willing to volunteer a couple people. <laughs> In other news, um, Hallmark's official, unofficial, I still, I'm not really sure. The Deck the Hallmark. Hi, Deck the Hallmark podcast. Hi, Deck the Hallmark. We, we love like you. you. Oh, we love. We, we like, love you. Like love. They announced that they are releasing a new book and it's a, a guide to. And <laughs> let's be clear. The only reason they named this title, the title of their book was because they couldn't use our title because mm. they've named their book, I'll Be Home for Christmas movies. What? <laughs> they are a Hallmark-centric <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they can't use our... Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just made my week. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to send us a book, we'll be happy to review that. And you know what? We and it even... sounds like they do Lifetime. It did sound like that. I mean, that. talk about family-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll even autograph your copy of your book and send it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll auction it off. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's talk about it. Molly, you're up first today. I'm up first today? You're up first. Would you please, sir, would you please read the very misleading... Oh! <laughs> the very misleading synopsis of my film. Coyote Creek Christmas, starring Janelle Parrish and Ryan Pavey. You so, got me, man. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Uh, my only thoughts are, please don't ever put these two people in the same film again. <laughs> again, please. Two people meet at a Christmas around the world party. Okay, first of all, I object. I strenuously object because that is literally not what happened. That, that is not what happened. Well, I, I have no idea. So well, I know. That's what I'm going to tell you. So, enlighten me. <laughs> so we have Paige, who's in a, she's a event planner in Denver, Colorado. She's about to apply for this big promotion, maybe, if she decides she wants to stay in the corporate world of big event planning in Denver, 
called a senior planner. So when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, so she works for the planning department at the city of Denver. Sure. Like, no, 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 no. She's she's making um, placemats for historical society parties in Denver. So um, so we've got Paige. She's heading home to Christmas at in Coyote Creek, Colorado, where her parents, surprise, surprise. They own an inn. <laughs> A glorious inn. A glorious inn. Which Has this inn been reused? <laughs> Absolutely. It's Have we reused. seen it yeah. last season? And supposedly it's been in their family for three generations or in her dad's family for three generations, but it's like the most modern interior of a building ever. So so that wasn't irritating at all to me. And then you have um, Dylan Bailey, who works with his brother, Jack, at Bailey Brothers. Does that sound familiar from a Christmas movie? Bailey Brothers saving us alone from It's a Wonderful Life. But this is Bailey Brothers Development. So he's this big corporate developer, right? And he's going to come in and buy the family in and destroy the entire community, which is... So it's an incredibly predictable Hallmark movie setup, which is fine. You know, it could have been fine. It could have been quaint. It could have been a little bit eye-rolly but still interesting or at least entertaining but these two actors have like zero anti-chemistry I would say <laughs> I mean there's like and it's not like you know I mean I like I wonder do these people like hate each other in real life well I think what's happening now that we're in this round two mm -hmm. I think what happens is Hallmark assembles a roster mm -hmm. of women and men yeah and they write everybody's names on little pieces of paper <laughs> put them in a hat and each season they just draw you and you Aww. there's the couple you and you that's the couple and that's why some of these work and why some of them don't i don't think well because we saw janelle Parrish last season and the one with the two orphan girls. oh holly and ivy and yeah, that was good and, she, and it was good i mean i think it was one of my favorite films of the whole so it's not it's not to say anything negative but that could but to your point that could certainly be because her chemistry with jeremy jordan in that movie was much better. It was very good. Well, and these movies, I want to say that they're probably three weeks. The from whole shooting the schedule. Start to finish 21 yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know that person, well, I mean, it might be difficult. I mean, of course you're a professional, so you're expected to deliver, but you know. If you if so, if you feel awkward around someone, it can show, I think, in your performance. And like you said, they're professionals. But it, for me, it's typically like if I'm going to be in some sort of an int intimate scenario with these, these people didn't even touch each other. But then the other thing about the story that was so irritating is that you're supposed to be on this emotional journey with these people without any chemistry. There's no real development for that story. So it's just like, it was just irritating. <laughs> I watched this one with this film with my husband and he doesn't always watch them with me. But by the end, he was like angry. Uh -oh. <laughs> and he said, they could use this film um, at Guantanamo Bay to get people to confess. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> that was his assessment of the film. And, and it was that offensive, Brad? <laughs> to somebody, I'm sure. <laughs> when you're talking, so last week I got to watch a film that was beautifully diverse. It They didn't try too hard. Um, these people of color were just living lives like all of us live and they happen to be in a Hallmark movie. In this film, there's this uh, underlying theme of, you know, um, diversity, but it's just completely forced. It's a small world <laughs> after all. It's a small world after all. But it was just so everything was very, very, very forced. And um, even, you know, you would think something is simple because we've seen a couple of, you know, the ancillary characters or the friend characters in um, lesbian, like, crushes or starting a lesbian relationship or something. And they've done it fine. This one was, it was so painfully awkward. It was, and I don't know if it was that there was no character development, that we didn't give a crap about whether or not Quinn 
ask Mia out or or what? But it was just the whole there. They should have just stuck to what they do, made a quaint little Hallmark movie about a family in being bought out and destroyed by a developer and moved on with their lives. Because, I was going to say, what's what's the story of this movie beyond that? that they're, um, it's just a party? Just, yeah, there's a party. There's a party. And there's this really big star hanging on the porch of the inn that I keep thinking is going to impale someone. But otherwise, I mean, that was the highlight of the film. But to highlight, light, I guess, maybe why, what feels so forced about it. So there, there's a couple of staff people at the hotel. One of them is Quinn, who is a childhood friend of Paige's, which is very typical for a Hallmark movie. It's fine. It works fine. Um, and then you've got the cook, who's an African-American gentleman, who's very believable and his acting is, is good. And then there's a, a, like, I can't tell if she's a housekeeper or what, but her name is Julie. And so she's in her 60s. Um, and, I, and I guess to give her the benefit of the doubt, apparently she's a massive soccer fan. Julie, are you okay? Well, it's just, I've worked here nearly half my life. I've spent most birthdays, most Christmases, even most World Cups with you all. What am I supposed to do next? And Paige, I think this is going to be the best Christmas party yet. I love seeing all these different traditions come to life, but, well, you've been so focused on including the rest of the world, you've overlooked our corner of it. Where's Coyote Creek in all of this? <laughs> so, I mean, so I don't know, but I got the distinct impression that that is probably the first time that woman had ever even said the words world and cop together. Goal. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she's not real happy about all the worldly changes going on mm. at the Coyote Creek Inn. Well, I mean, as long as, as long as she doesn't forget about Coyote Creek, right? Right. Like, and what is the culture of Coyote Creek? They have a plastic marmot. All inclusive. So I have to ask, did, these, did they even end up together at the end? Well, unfortunately, yeah, oh. they did. I mean, and, and I say that because the chemistry between the actors was so bad. You're like, why doesn't he just go? Just go. Don't make me watch anymore. But they, they do finally get together. And of course, it, you know, the son is instrumental in that um, because he just wants, he just wants his dad to find love. And he just, just oh, does he have a dead Christmas. mom? Well, abandoned. Oh, so another was, abandoned yes, mom. Yes, yeah. When he oh. was four. Okay, and how was the kiss? Well, there was a little tongue. I mean, oh. that was that was okay. There was a little tongue, although again, initiated I, by who? <laughs> I don't know. But I felt terrible for these two people who clearly didn't like each other, and they're in the position of having to slip each other tongue, and at the end of a Hallmark movie that was awful. Point five snowflakes. Is that a thing? <laughs> you can give it, it whatever was, you want. It was awful. Oh no. It was so bad. So a half snowflake. Yeah. Like I want. I thought we were doing so good. <laughs> I thought we were going to be on the up and up this year. Well, then you were texting me about a film you watched, which I'm going to leave that to you. Coming, and I was totally jealous. Yeah. Because you loved it. It was great. And I let I let you pick first this time. Well, I always pick first. <laughs> That was, I'm not sure that was much of anything, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> it was just me getting on here bitching about that film. I know, but uh, Coyote Creek Christmas, I, I certainly won't be watching it based on, on that review. Please don't. Don't encourage them. And it also sounds like not much happened. It sounds like you had about yeah. 12 minutes of storyline in a two-hour movie. 
Just about. I mean, there was a little uh, a plastic marmot that they kept finding all over town. She oh. was my favorite character. <laughs> Charlotte had, the marmot. She had no lines. No lines. She's <laughs> this ugly plastic. In comparison, mm-hmm. Christmas in Harmony. Molly. Can't wait. So Oprah says that this film stars Ashley Murray, Luke James, Loretta Devine, Michelle Williams, and Basil Wallace, where a talented singer is tricked into joining the town's choir. Well, is that accurate? Molly, no, that is not accurate. And what I'd like to do now is provide a brief synopsis in as quickly of a way as possible. Okay. To highlight all of the storylines, because there were many. <laughs> oh, God. In this countdown to Christmas Hallmark movie. So are you ready? I'm hanging on. Okay, try okay. to keep up. Okay. So first, Harmony, our main character, is not tricked into joining the, the town choir. She's, she thinks she's about to get a big promotion at Supersonic Sound, which is a record label, um, but she actually gets let go. Oh. So she goes home to North Carolina, where her mom, played by the glowing, like Loretta Devine, this woman, she's been in so many movies. She's mm-hmm. 72 years old. She looked incredible in this movie. She was literally the glue that held this <laughs> tissue paper book together. Okay. But... She plays Mother Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at their local church in the early planning stages of their annual holiday Hallelujah Choir concert. Okay. Um, you find out, as, as an aside, you find out like 45 minutes in that the developer has approached the mission that owns the church. And um, if they're not able to raise $10,000 at this annual holiday, hallelujah choir concert that the developer is going to approve a general purpose facility permit. I don't know, (laughs) you know, in the planning world, something. So we also meet (laughs) mellow D star played by uh, destiny child's third leg, Michelle Williams, (laughs) who is the shining artist on supersonic sounds roster however after learning that harmony has been fired or let go she is now refusing to make her final album harmony gets a call from the same boss that just fired her and says if she can write a hit song for melody's uh, last <laughs> album that she can have her job back and she can have whatever title she wants right Ooh. so anyway we're back to the holiday hallelujah concert um and an incredibly awkward uh, meet cute in this meet cute she was carrying like 40 pies like the pies were like stacked over her head and she bumps into um, her ex-boyfriend, um, Kyle Noah, um, who abandoned her seven years ago at the airport when they were supposed to move to New York City together. And oh to God. this day, she's never known why. So then um, in a lip sync riff battle in the back pew, um, the two one up each other and then are both assigned to be the co-directors of the Holiday Hallelujah Choir. So. There's a Matthew girl sleepover mm-hmm. where Harmony, Harmony's mother, Mother Matthew and their little sister, they're drinking bottles, plural, of black girl <laughs> magic wine. Okay. Uh, Harmony is commiserating that, quote, her mama and little sister are booed up this, booed up on Christmas while I'm set up on cookies. Okay. This is like first week cocoa. Now it's, they're booed <laughs> up. Um, not going to get into the trials and tribulations between Harmony and Kyle, um, but includes cleaning up in an abandoned courtyard, which, by the way, looked sunny in about 85 degrees. So they clearly forgot to hire the exterior uh, decorators on this movie. <laughs> it's summertime, clearly summer. So throughout the movie, though, Kyle insists that Harmony isn't following her dreams. Like she moved to New York to be an artist, not an executive. And throughout the movie, Harmony uh, insists to him that it's her fault she didn't make it big. And so it was her goal to make those that could a reality. You're looking at me like that doesn't make sense. (laughs) 
she she goes on this spiel about how she took a job working in the mailroom at this record company mm -hmm. where she was going to slide um, her demo up to the executive's office. And then the executive said, you're not good enough. And so she never pursued anything uh -huh. beyond that. Yep. Yep. But the underlying issue here throughout the whole thing is why Kyle abandoned Harmony at the airport, why he didn't show up. Um, Harmony and Melody or Harmony and Kyle write a song for Melody. She loves it, and she's going to be the Christmas star in the Holiday Hallelujah concert. <laughs> Tickets are selling like hotcakes, and the church will be saved until just 77 seconds later. Melody <laughs> just can't catch a flight. There's been a snow apocalypse in New York, and she can't fly out. So, who is going to be the Christmas well, who? star? Who? Right. Who? Um, they hold another round of auditions, but no one can sing the part, but will Harmony do it? Through another round of Kyle battering her over her life choices, she reluctantly agrees to perform until is Kyle caught doing the mistletoe tango with another <gasps> choir girl? What? Yeah. It's at this point that Mother Matthews and Kyle spill the beans. Kyle didn't go to the airport that day because <gasps> Harmony's now dead dad was concerned she wouldn't pursue her own dreams, but instead focus her energy <laughs> on get, making Kyle a star. Oh, so it was an act of sacrifice. Yes. So they all agreed, the dad, mother, Matthews, and Kyle, that they agreed on the vow of secrecy that Harmony would never know the truth. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So she's just romantically traumatized. So it's the night of the concert. Mm -hmm. Harmony's had it. Um, Melody now conveniently is going to be able to find a flight and be able to out of the snowpocalypse and come and be able to fill her Christmas star shoes. Um, <laughs> except then she still doesn't show up. <laughs> so Kyle, Kyle forces Harmony to sing the song. The crowd goes wild. There are about 55 media cameras and reporters that suddenly appear in Ran the back room. Randomly yeah. for some reason. Okay. Then 77 seconds later, <laughs> Melody shows Melody star shows back up. And sings about 77 seconds of Carol of the Bells and the crowd goes wild again. <laughs> Harmony gets a call from her boss who just conveniently watching a live feed of the concert in the courtyard and um, her and the Holiday Hallelujah Choir are now being whisked away to New York to have the song recorded where the song will be released before New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she gets her job back mm -hmm. but refuses. Then Melody Starr comes up and tells her that she should be a, a solo artist, offers Harmony $250,000 to start an indie <laughs> label that Harmony will run, but also sign herself to as the first artist. And then Melody Starr is going to be the second artist. And then with the last 48 seconds of the movie, we find out that on December 26, Kyle has purchased a plane ticket to New York to go with Harmony happily ever after the end. <laughs> well, that was a wild ride. One line of tr a talented singer is tricked into joining the town's choir. It couldn't have been farther from the truth. Now, whether these, what we're using are preliminary. I could, there was so much going on in this movie. I had to go back and rewatch the second half. And yes, I have to say this movie was incredibly diverse. I mean, in the sense that it was 98% um, black actors. Cool. That makes sense when you're talking about a gospel film. Sure. Yeah. The role of Kyle, and again, it's really unfortunate because he's also a first-time um, actor for the the network. This was just not a good choice mm. for either of them for the main the two main characters. Like, yeah, the, the fact that the whole family was lying to her and Kyle was essentially manipulating her for seven years when they saw her already not living her dreams. Like, uh -huh. at what point do you say? Well, yeah. part of her dream was that he was going to go with her to New York. 
Yeah. So the plan fell apart from the beginning, but he was, <laughs> he was very handsy with her, very grabby. Oh. Like she put a star on top of the tree. Yeah. And it was weird. He scooped her up with one hand, like under her butt and then like carried her down. And then there were a couple mm. of scenes where like he would pick her up and twirl her around. Were they like on the cheer squad together? I don't know. <laughs> there was so much going on. Yeah. I have to, Michelle Williams was in this movie. I, she, I don't even think this is on her IMDb. <laughs> she she didn't even want to partake in this. I think they said, we need a name. We need right, a name. So right. will you let us put you in this movie in two and a half scenes? Away she went. That was it. Mm. Like She was not featured in this movie. Hmm. What I do have to share, though, I'm just going to let you listen. Okay. And then we'll discuss. Okay. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive the king. Let every heart declare his okay, and heaven and nature sing. sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Those were the auditions for the Hallelujah Choir. This is them after one rehearsal. Oh, dear Lord. Look at that syncopation. This is after two rehearsals. <laughs> They're catching their rhythm. What this movie should have been called was the Christmas Choir Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the miracle of the Christmas Choir. The, those auditions were painful. <laughs> and if those were the same people who were actually singing, which I don't, I doubt, but it would have been painful to try to be that off key. Yeah. That was awful. Well, and are you telling me, are you telling me that in, that there's no African-American performers that can both sing and act? Are you, is that what you're trying to tell me? Mm. Because um, no, that's not true. Well, and uh, Hallmark was looking for a uh, Christmas gospel competition. So maybe they could have found their uh, Tracy <laughs> right. Turnblad that way. Right. <laughs> Overall, for me, again, I appreciate the efforts of Hallmark diversifying 
I, I can't imagine a more um, family-friendly movie than a Christmas movie that takes place in a church. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in terms of storyline, there was there was too much going on. Mm. There was too much. Um, so you so your story stole my story and left me with like twelve minutes of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this okay. is the, this could have been a two-parter. <laughs> and mine should have been about a, a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Yours could have been like an extended infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I'm I'm not going to be as bad as you were, but this is about a a one oneer, 1.5er. Brad, that's snowflakes. brutal for you, dude. I know. That's brutal. I mean, part of my problem too is that I was watching it like 10 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't drink anything. Oh. It probably would have been better. Well. <laughs> if I'd had some Irish coffee. I know. Mm. But I will say, on a much more positive note. Oh, goody, goody, goody. I did have the chance, the pleasure, <laughs> to watch, which I was very skeptical of because it looked so corny. And it, it was exactly that. Yeah, you were sure it was going to be terrible. Um, the Santa Stakeout mm-hmm. um, with one of the Maori sisters. Um, and it sounds like I should go back and watch this. I think I'm going to say this now is going to be very controversial. <laughs> okay. I am going to say that that's going to be the movie to beat oh. this countdown to Christmas. Oh, so I definitely have uh-huh. to go back and watch it. Okay. And here's just a couple of reasons why. First of all, they are the worst undercover detectives ever. <laughs> Which is not surprising for a yeah. Hallmark film. Yeah. Okay. There's alcohol. Okay. He pulls out his family's secret um, hard eggnog recipe. That sounds the, good. The guy that plays the the uh, his undercover name is Rupert. Mm-hmm. He's actually very funny in this. Mm. Like th- he was like a true comedic actor nice. in one of these movies. I don't know if this was purposeful or if Hallmark or did not edit out this extra, but they were it was like a B roll shot of the house that they were at a dinner. And just randomly, you just hear some woman say, that's what he said. <laughs> Loved that. There was um, one of the, the neighbor characters was definitely interested in Rupert. Mm. They're at a um, hot chocolate bar, which, you of know, course. of course. Yes. But she's like flirting with him. And she says, I like to put chili flakes in my cocoa because I like it spicy. <laughs> but what really stuck out for me is this mm-hmm. movie was really story driven. Nice. Um, the romance was not the catalyst for the the movie mm-hmm. because you learn the two of them learn very early on that they're genuinely interested in one another. They have adult conversations about him getting a divorce, how she almost got married. You know, they talk about real adult conversations. Mm. There's a point where they're dancing and he says, you know, when this is over, would you, I absolutely would like to go out with you. And, nice. and, and that was it. Like adults. That was it. <laughs> and chaos ensues. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to give it a snowflake rating, but I am going to say it's going to be the one to beat this countdown to Christmas season. All right. Well, I'm going to go back and watch it then. Sweet. Sprinkle some chili flakes on it while you do. <laughs> I like it spicy. Molly, it feels like we may have regressed a little bit this week. Oh. I was, again, I was so optimistic that we were going to be full spirited hallmarkies this season. And you kind of delivered. I mean, again, I'm going to have to <laughs> either bleep this out or just put that big red E oh. on this episode. Well, I, it's okay. You know what? I feel like that's you, not my fault. You were fault. speaking from your heart. <laughs> I feel like that's Hallmark's fault. <laughs> okay. Let's blend that. Okay. No, I, 
True accountability. Who can I, who can I blame? Who can I blame for my behavior? I, I'm going to go with Hallmark. <laughs> right, they're, rightfully they're so. They're casting hat where they pull the names out yes. and throw them against. Well, the wall. you know what? I think what we should do is, especially since they're they're new executives over at Hallmark, changing things up. That you know maybe they are listening to us, and so maybe what we need to start is we need to encourage them to do a bracket sheet. <laughs> Where they are eliminating mm-hmm. the couples that just don't work. Try new new pairings. Try new pairings. And, and you know, overall, so far, I feel like it, it, it's it, good. It's, it's good changes. It's different. Without a doubt. For sure. And, and it's going the right direction. And I guess maybe last week's movie being so good sort of set me up for hoping this one would be something different. Right. And And... My apologies that I regressed to my rage. Yeah, mostly you. Rage. Mostly to you and your rage. <laughs> we we're, we're lining up some guests. Oh, for, I know. I'm so excited. And it's officially season now. When this comes yeah. out on Tuesday, yep, we are past the dark ages and we are full light. We're heading to the light. Yeah, because that holiday, which shall not be named, mm-hmm. will have passed us. Yeah. Yes. Um. And yeah, if you have any questions or email, um, email us at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. Good. Oh, Holly, shoot. come I thought, on. I thought I said We just it. made it through the end of the episode. Okay, okay. Hello. Oh. No. Uh, no, no. How did she get my cell phone number? She, I thought she died. <laughs> well... I guess not. Oh, can't wait for this. Not that we'll lucky. accept the collect call. Oh, hello. It's Charmy Hollybush. Colin, you, how are you today? Charmy who? Charmy Hollybush. We chatted last week about candy. Are you feeling oh. you feeling okay? Oh, you know, I'm I'm feeling fantastic. My belly is full. I've there's street meat and it is wonderful. <laughs> I have street every meat. every street meat you can find in New York. Oh, mm. you're in New York now? Oh, yes. I'm in New York City. I'm doing some Christmas viewing and tourist stuff. I just love Christmas in New York. Oh, I was just going to start talking about Santa. There's a a Santa at Macy's this year, except it's cardboard cutout because of COVID, you know. So I'm going to go see the cardboard cutout of Santa later. Don't cut yourself. (laughs) That's festive. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. You know, I've never seen the real Santa before, but the real Santa's always at Macy's. And you're going to sit on his lap? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can't uh, wait. I'm going to tell him all my wishes for Christmas. And what are you wishing for, Charmy? Well, if I tell you that, it's not going to come true. But, you know, I was walking around Times Square, that that really magical center of Manhattan, and, and I was approached by this famous rapper. He was actually giving out Christmas rap CDs. Hmm, but, you know, he's famous, so it'll probably be worth and who a was, lot someday. Who was the famous rapper? Oh, I don't know. I don't know his name, but he's in New York, so he must be famous. He's giving out CDs in Times yeah. Square. So, so Absolutely, yeah. Anybody in Times Square? Square is famous. Remind me of yes. that next time I'm in Times Square. The Hello Kitty, the, yes. na- the Naked Cowboy. Have you seen the Naked Cowboy, Charmy? Oh, don't get me started. I can't. I'm going to start blushing. You're going to make me blush. What's your favorite street meat you've had there, Charmy? Your favorite street meat? Well, you know, if you've ever had a corn dog, New York City is the perfect place for a corn dog. But well, you got to get it real messy and get all the, the mm. fixins on top. Well, I'm just glad you didn't say the Naked Cowboy was your favorite street oh, meat. Yeah, That's good. Because no. that, this, well. is, this is a family-friendly podcast so i don't strictly family friendly we can't have that 
So what else are you doing in New York City this time of year? Well, I just went to go see the Broadway. Have you ever been to the Broadway? I have not. The Broadway. Sounds fancy. (laughs) Well, the Broadway is now open since COVID is letting people inside now. And I just went to go see the Rulon Mouge. Have you seen seen that movie? Rulon Mouge? No, no, I haven't seen that movie. (laughs) Voulez-vous avec chez Multilingual. Well, that sounds expensive, Charmy. (laughs) Well, you know, if you can't afford tickets, there's always plenty to do in New York City for a popper's budget. You can just go ride the MTA. It's this historic train ride underground it's 248 miles of tracks and it it only costs a couple dollars and you can see all of new york's wonders underground like pizza rat and uh chicken bones on the floor and the world's greatest mariachi bands well that sounds like a true local (laughs) attraction But don't go in the empty car. That's a local oh, tip. Well, I'll bring okay. my mace. Empty yeah, car. There's no mace. surprises in there for you. And let's not forget, if you're going to be in New York City, you're going to go see the iconic Christmas tree, right? Oh, I was just going to say that I can't wait to go see the J.P. Morgan Christmas tree right in the middle of Rockefeller Center. I heard they were renaming it this year. You, Last year, there was an owl in it. I think this year they found a fox. I Ooh. did hear about the owl, but <laughs> Charmy, I think before you know, we give our listener any uh, tourist advice, I don't think the tree is the J.P. Morgan tree at Rockefeller Center. I think it's the Rockefeller tree. I can't stop seeing the naked cowboy. Are you getting lots of great pictures of New York? Well, I brought six disposable cameras to take all the pictures with. I just love taking panoramic pictures. Disposable. Okay, well, be careful out there. There's a lot going on everywhere in New York, so just be careful. Oh, I will, you too. (gasps) Charmy, are you okay? Did she just get hit? Charmy? Charmy? Oh, no. Hello? The line went dead. You're not a real New Yorker until you get hit by a cab. That makes you a real New Yorker. Bellevue Emergency Room at 3 a.m. Until you've seen somebody poop. Unless you get what we call sidewalk rage with the Taurus. Stop texting! (laughs) Sounded like mass chaos. And then you can hear New Yorkers laughing, so you know it's something bad. The way they love people's misery. Well, listener, we're going to leave you there. Um, We're so sorry. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, email us at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. If you would like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at homeforhallmark. We post all sorts of crazy crap. Till next week, same time, same place. And thank you. Goodbye.